0: what is up ladies and gents um so for this podcast i have on orlando again um he is a person on tiktok with a million followers um just recently got banned and got unbanned he got saved by the fucking bill so major props and congratulations to him on that um but yeah i mean he's a very smart fucking guy so i hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as i did
1: I don't think socialization should be, should be something that is broken down into a science. Uh-huh. It's completely, I've never, I never really liked that.
0: Yeah, because if you take it from like a scientific approach, there's always different variables and like, and that's that just depends on the person and how you can how you can maneuver around the situation. That's just that's just a you thing at that point. There's no like one Bro, size all, fits all. Yeah,
1: exactly. It all boils down to confidence. I, you could do all, you could break every single rule in this fucking book.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you could break every single rule. Uh-huh. Like they say, like, you know, these pickup artists, don't be clingy, don't be this, don't be controlling, you know, don't be nonchalant, talk mm-hmm. to, you can break every single rule in the book, but as long as you have, you're confident and you have conviction, mm-hmm. you don't, like, don't bitch out, you'll still get the desired results.
0: Yeah. Your conviction and, and confidence. Yeah, 100%. And then that just boils back down to your competence. I've had, um i've been i've been trying to like go out in the quote unquote field right and like actually just like working on it dude the first like 20 times are horrendous bro like just like i would freeze up or i would stumble on my words and shit or i would just seem like a robot and like that would freak the bitches out <laughs> and i'm okay. like and i'm like shit, like it just, and then the more i did it the more comfortable i got and like the more like people are del- like they're dope like I usually i'll ask for like their number or their instagram or something like that and like that's as simple as it is and then you just go from there right Cause that one thing I realized Absolutely. is like one huge factor for uh, for woman attraction is how you carry yourself, and I think if you can do that, you're gonna sh- you're gonna fucking uh, surpass so many guys just like on via Instagram or anything like that, because you were already in front of them. You even had the ball to do it, and most girls don't even have that fucking um, those instances occurring because men are such pussies nowadays. And I'm like, oh, there's no kind of how we were talking the other day. There's no fucking competition, dog.
1: And you know, my my fr- I have a mutual friend who's. Uh-huh. You talked about confi- confidence. Mm. When he approaches girls, he does, like, the most whack, corny shit ever. Yeah. But it works for him. All right? So he's the type of guy who see a girl, and he'll go, like, he'll walk by her. He'll be like, hey, you know, you drop something. And you're like, well, why? He's like, you dropped my heart. He's like, Says something yeah. corny, romantic. And, bro, he does it to 10 out of 10 baddies. Yeah. And for, you look at him, and while he's doing it, it's not awkward. It's not nothing. It works for him. Yeah. You know why is because he has fucking confidence and he means it it's coming from his soul and his gut
0: yeah
1: right it's not a pickup line to him it's literally coming from his soul yeah a lot of guys like to hack social social settings they like yeah. to hack it they like to use little cheat codes tricks all <laughs> tricks to get our attention trick, they, it, it, everything lacks essence and and, and, and soul yeah so if you come with, if you just move from your soul and your heart and oh. your gut it doesn't matter what you say. It'll just come spilling out in the right way.
0: Yeah, one of the best things that I've done personally is is like, I know I'm not, like... One of my best... Uh, things for me is like I'm not you and you're not me, right? So like for me, yeah. I'm, I've am i always been like a little bit more like on the clumsy side dumbass like cheesy cornball Like dad shit kind of almost it's like a breed, right? And it's just like just being corny and just being myself But being confident in that in and of itself has worked out the best for me because then it's not fake Then it's real and I'm like and then I feel happier because I know I'm not a lion sucker shit to them And especially to myself more than anything and that that's always made me feel like more better personally, you know absolutely
1: you have to just like be comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. i think um like going about it a lot of people go about it the wrong way uh-huh. a lot of guys think self-improvement in terms of like outside i need to attain possessions accolades and this that and the easiest thing to cultivate is the inner first you have to be confident in your own skin mm-hmm. once you're able to be confident in your own skin you accept who you are yourself you look in the mirror and like you know what i fuck with this guy Mm-hmm. This this guy deserves more. Then those accolades, those accomplishments will come rolling out naturally because you're going to look in the mirror as if like, hey, this is the guy in the mirror or this is the girl in the mirror. I love this person. I care so much about this person because I care about this person in the mirror. I want to do better for them. I want to improve myself. The same way you look at someone who's your child, for example, and you go like, you know what? I want the best for my child or I want the best for my partner. The same way you should look at yourself. Oh, I love this person, so for this person's best interest, I'm going to go and get in better shape. I'm Mm going to make more money because that's what this person deserves. I'm going to get more successes and accolades. That's how it should start from. Start from the internal. Because a lot of guys start from the external. Oh, I'm not going to... I'm going to be the guy when I make X amount of money. I'm going to start e com I'm going to do this. I'm going to make that money. And then I'll talk to the ladies. Then I'll get married. Then I'll cultivate a good social life. Mm -hmm. But then they have all this money, have all these possessions, and inside they're a fucking loser. So now they'll suffer even worse because they'll get cheated on their girlfriend because they're a cornball and have no experience. Mm -hmm. They'll get rejected in social circumstances, right? They won't have friends, and they're like, "What the fuck? I'm this guy and that guy have all these things. I'm Mm -hmm. still getting rejected." It'll hurt them even worse, yeah, because they didn't cultivate cultivate the inside.
0: Yeah, and then one thing that I realized. I have been through like I feel like I've been through like quite a bit of journey like a, a bit of a journey personally because before there was a point in time where like I had a good amount of good like even a shit ton of money like I had a, like a really good job right and I just I approached everything the wrong way because I was like trying to um to pick up girls with like money and just like do all this shit and like take them out like to fancy places and shit because I I enjoy doing that I still do personally. But, uh, but I don't do that for, like, girls that I've just met and things of that nature because then it just shows, like, desperation and, like, you're, you're just not approaching it the right way. You should actually be trying to, like, convince them with, like, who you are as a person. And just, I don't know, it, it, it's it, – and then it decreases the value of it as well, too, just by just doing that, like, right at the gates, you know? And then they see you just, like, as a resource and then that, that's an expectation and you get nothing in return, you know? And that just boils down to, like, what you want and if you're lying to yourself or you're not. One thing I realized, too, is a lot of people are lying to themselves, dude. Especially, like, all the motherfuckers that are just, like, um... They're like, oh, no, I would never use a girl. Oh, I don't want just sex. I want a fucking relationship. I'm like, half of these motherfuckers are so, like... They're full of shit, you know? It's just, like, one of those things that they just put out on the surface because of societal norms and shit. Most guys, everything they want to do
1: is they want to fuck, right? (laughs) Yeah. But but they do that in every realm of reality. They'll Mm -hmm. get a job because they want to... They want the money, but they don't want to provide the value, value. Yeah. They'll look at a hot woman and go, like, I want to fucking... I want to violate her. I don't want to love her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, everything, it's its just a lack of coming from the spirit, a lack of coming from the soul. When you approach a woman, the feeling that she usually gets is like, this man wants to rape me. He wants to take, take, take from me. He wants to fill himself up with immediate pleasures. He doesn't want to fall into the essence of love. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to allow me to exhale into him. He doesn't want to nurture me and provide for me and cultivate an environment that allows me to love when you go to get a job and you apply for a job all they're thinking like this guy doesn't want to provide value all he wants to do is suck out the finances of this company get the best the most amount of money putting the least amount of work in he's thinking me 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 the, the fucked up thing about the universe is um when you think me 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 nothing comes to you mm-hmm. when you're operating from uh, a selfish identity the universe does not want to grant you anything but if you mm-hmm. operate on a abundance level as if to say I want to give I want to give as much value as I possibly can I want mm-hmm. to give as much love as I possibly can those things come back in turn hundred times a thousand times
2: mm-hmm.
1: you do this with women in socialization like I want to cultivate a good positive environment for this individual mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want sex for the sex I want sex for the love yeah. I want a relationship I want an attachment whether or not you're polygamous or not it doesn't matter mm-hmm. then you'll see you'll have amazing relationships. Hey, I want to get a, a good career, so I want to provide value in the industry first. Then you'll get the best of jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's all about having the abundance mentality and coming in terms of providing value rather than taking
0: value. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a very good way of looking into it. That's, I guess that's in and in it of itself like a form of karma, right? Do you believe in karma or do you think that's all like... Uh, they, to, some, to some extent, my religion, Islam, believes in some form of karma, but uh-huh. everything goes through God.
1: Okay. Um. But yeah, most definitely I also I believe whatever energy you put out there mm-hmm. Whatever intent in true and in pr- personal intentions you have out there It'll come back and fold if you have the right intentions
0: Uh-huh my, my, my I have an interesting it's just like slightly off to that It's like for me. It's like it's it's interesting. It's more so like I guess I do want to provide value and like take care of like the people that I love and like cherish Right and like for like a like a better future and things of that nature uh, but I, f- I feel like just being, like, direct has been, like, the most... Uh, the easiest way to, like, get anything that I've wanted, you know? It, it just... Because it, you're just killing all the bullshit, the fluff, like, the people that are lying, beating around the bush. Being direct has helped me out so much more in the past year than it has, like, in the past decade. Like, significantly. And it's just, like... I, I, I almost feel like your brain works... Like, if you say something in your brain, your brain, inter- like, uh, like, how do you say it? it? Subconsciously wants to work on it. And you just gravitate towards that. And it, it's some fucking... Voodoo, dark arts—I don't know—but it's that's just how it's like in my experience. You know, maybe I might have some other variables that I don't account for, but no, no, no. If you—you're
1: right. You're absolutely right. You, being direct most most often is yeah. the way to go, especially when you're dealing with yourself. Mm-hmm. You say, "I want this." All right? I want to get this. I want to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. Now, the mechanism in which you utilized to accomplish that is gonna is gonna vary. Uh-huh. You say, "I want to attain financial freedom." or mm-hmm. I want a sustainable and happy and loving relationship. How do I go about achieving that? I need to go about not trying to grab it and rob it and steal from it and rape it or pillage it. I need to go about cultivating it, mm-hmm. cherishing it, loving it, providing for it. And that's how I get it. So, so first of all, if you want to help people, I have, um, uh, a course I'm developing. I want to help young men learn how to speak better. Yeah. I'm not going to say, Hey guys, I want to charge you X amount. Give me money. I'm thinking money, money, money. No, I'm like, all right, if I want to do this for a living, I want to provide as much free value to these guys as possible. I want to mm. give, give, give. Okay. I want to teach these guys how to speak. I want to provide that value, become a teacher, a master to them.
2: Mm.
1: And then eventually the, the finances will come along with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's all about, yes, I am direct and saying, I know what I want to do. I want to help you guys out. But in turn, I'm not going to take from you. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. because I give
0: you, you're going to reciprocate that. Got it. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, that that does make sense. Uh, there's something I wanted to ask you too. Um, as fo- are you gonna like do like a Patreon or anything like that? Because I know you're giving that for free. So I don't know if that's like that's a one of your side missions across like the grand plan and everything like that. But have you thought about doing like something like that long term? So that way you're you're getting something uh, incoming like if anything happens, and that way, kind of like a Discord, you're still retaining a good chunk of what you have right now.
1: I didn't. I didn't really focus. Specifically focus on any platform. I was mm-hmm. thinking discord. I'm probably just gonna use discord for that. Okay, eh, patreon Maybe I, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure
2: mm-hmm. it,
1: I when the time comes it'll be a snap decision it doesn't really matter to me uh-huh. Most likely discord cuz I know some discord managers. I know some I know some guys who like know how to operate that shit So yeah it, The platform doesn't matter. All I just want to do is promulgate my my methods.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is is the is that course out right now?
1: I'm developing it. Okay. So I'm probably just gonna start uh, uh, not create the actual course rather than I'm just going to do the video format, start with a one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. and then extrapolate from there to create a, a, a PDF, an ebook mm-hmm. and then like a, a little, a course Yeah, that I update the modules on a weekly basis type thing.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I think it's good to put it in the world. I mean, for me in particular, um, I don't have any grand things like that. For me, like, in me personally, I, I just uh, – I've had, like, always, like, an affinity to, like, making people laugh or just being, like, a dumb fuck. Things of, like, that nature, that's, like, the only thing like, – like, I'm, like – I feel like I've been brought on for something, like, of that nature. Uh, and I, I, I think that derives from something inside of me or my past. I don't know. But I, I would assume so. I would bet on it, right? But, yeah, I feel uh-huh. like that's my personal, like, affinity. Obviously, taking care of, like, the people I love and care about. But that's, like, my number one thing personally. I, I truly enjoy that personally. But yeah. That's that, but people bro, are such, that's a good perp- People are such pussies though, bro. They be reporting me for anything,
1: dog. Listen, that's the life of a comedian. I, yeah. my, yo, the people I grew up, the philosophers that I really fucking um resonate with were yeah. comedians. Oh, really? You know? Ah, yeah, man, George Carlin. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. I love these guys. He, George Carlin was a philosopher. I think George Carlin is the greatest comedian of all time. The, he's the greatest comedian yeah. of all time. But he, bro. You listen to what he's saying mm-hmm. and you remove the laugh track and he's fucking he's just spitting uh political anal- uh, analysis mm-hmm. you know he has social sociological takes everything he said is just so hard-hitting and so fucking savage he's <laughs> a genius uh he's one of the greatest speakers i've ever heard in terms of speaking skill uh-huh. vocabulary the way he uh, uh, pronounces things He never stutters
0: mm-hmm.
1: he is a genius you can tell that man is iq is through the fucking roof so look into george carlin okay george carlin Easily, and I, I'm sure a lot of people would put him in the top three. I put him in the top one above Chappelle.
0: Okay. yeah, you... Chappelle's my number two. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. I, I like I like Chappelle a lot. Um Surprisingly, I have not, like, watched any of George Carlin's shit. Uh, I'm kind of, like, a, a fucking oh, pussy-ass millennial, Gen X, whatever you want to call that. I've been more, like, on, like, the modern comedians, like... uh like, I like Theo, the Theo Vaughn, Tim Dillon, Theo sick, uh, yeah. Andrew Theo Schultz, like, people, who like, in that realm, you know? And uh, obviously, but, Joe Rogan. You know what? I actually I actually feel like those comedians are better than Joe Rogan. I've seen Joe Rogan, like, live. Of course. Yeah, I, Joe Rogan R- sucks. <laughs> I love Joe Rogan. Let me tell you I, I love him, too. I, I love Joe Rogan.
1: Me, too. But it, listen, here's the thing, bro. I love him. <laughs> like... Yeah. I wouldn't say he sucks, obviously. He's a fucking amazing comedian. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, he's not on a Dave Chappelle, George Carlin level. Yeah, yeah. But the fucked up thing is, I put him up there in terms of respect. Yeah. Like, I would go see a George Carlin show yeah. before I see a Louis C.K. show, before I see a Theo Vaughn show. Yeah, yeah. Even though those guys are like probably a little funnier. I respect Jogan
0: that much. Right.
1: I, res- I, I laugh out of respect for the guy.
0: Me too, me too. I think that's you like know what the mean? main thing. I, 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 that's why I actually applaud him a little bit more because I have, like, infinite respect. Like, he's he's one of the top yeah. people, like, I, like, respect and admire. He's, like, on, like, that like the Andrew Tate, Peterson level, like, people of that realm, right? I'd put him Absolutely. up there for sure. But I wouldn't put those other comedians I mentioned that I, like, I love more for comedy-wise up there either. May, maybe Andrew Schultz, maybe, but, like, other than that, other, those other comedians, no, I, I don't think I put them on respect, but but they make me laugh harder personally, you know. Uh,
1: I I would say Jorgensen is, is a global figure mm-hmm. that happens to do comedy. Mm-hmm. He's not. I don't think he's. I wouldn't say, in my opinion, he's a comedian. That is a global figure it's the other way around
0: he's a global figure yeah a very influential figure that happens just ha- just so happens to do comedy <laughs> as well that's you get fu- what i mean i do exactly it's funny because that's how pretty much how i see him like a mind because i i know more for his podcast infinitely more i've watched like hundreds of them and he's a he's a brilliant fucking guy man it's like there's not many people like him that can disregard pretty much what your own ideals are or take that other perspective and that's something that like i've looked up to and tried to like formulate into my own thing uh, and I think I've done like a pretty good journey to get to that point, and I still think I have a long way to go. But I think I'm I'm definitely further than the majority of people because I know a lot of people in my life, like in my encounters and experience, my personal experiences, that like when presented with new information, it literally goes in one ear out the other, and that's like one thing that pisses me off about humans because this isn't just one, two, three. There's a lot of people, or with like people like. Just like people, I don't know. I the more I've been on my journey, I feel bad with the less I've seen in people. I'm like, you're not, <laughs> you're not trying, dog. You know, I feel bad, but like, yeah, you know. I, I feel as if
1: the interesting thing about modern day society
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that we are trying to. One of the greatest issues that is facing us today is is the lack of uh conviction and effort every single one of our actions require less and less energy less and less output focus because we've utilized technology mechanics to ease every part of our lives Mm -hmm. and people wonder why there's such uh depression mental illness lack of motivation rampant, it's because we are reducing the burdens on our shoulder, putting responsibility on your sho- on your shoulder increases your capabilities. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is not reduce the responsibility; it's to become stronger so that we can bear the load. And we are moving towards a direction in society, like Rome, where we are alleviating all of our burdens too quickly and too fast. Which means that the next generation has less burden to bear and they start seeing the world in a warped version they don't think that hunger and poverty are even a thing you talk Mm -hmm. to young children they don't know about it they don't know about the stresses of the world they understand that technology solves everything that's an issue
0: Uh, yeah people's attention span has been fried Uh, attention span
1: it's well okay Back in, the hunter, back in the hunter-gatherer days, our attention span was, was ridiculous. We had a long attention span because you were supposed to go out to the prairies and look into the distance. It would be an empty horizon, and you would sit there for two, three, four hours just looking at, out into the distance just to see some sort of movement, and you would have to identify that movement. Is that prey that I could hunt? Okay, it is. After three hours of waiting, I see an antelope in the distance. I'm going to take my troops my three or four other villagers with crossbows. We're gonna tail this antelope for God knows how many hours until we catch up to him and slay him. Right? It was uh, pure utility. They only had that attention span because they needed it. But now we don't need it. We don't need it because we have TikTok on our phone, right? We have context switches when we're swiping through every three to four seconds. Now we can't focus on anything. And people wonder why they can't get shit done. They don't have long-term vision. It's because. Our attention span has been hacked. We're not in hunter-gatherer mode anymore. We're not in survival mode. We're pretty much in thriving mode. We're mm-hmm. we're our brain has been hacked. Our dopaminergic center has been hacked, and we're simply thriving. It is survival that makes humans evolve and um,
0: achieve more. But mm-hmm. we don't have that anymore. That's the issue. We don't. And that and that that's what like. It's, I wouldn't say the back of my mind, probably somewhere in the middle of my mind. I don't try to like put it in my forefront because it's not here yet. And I don't, I, I like to like be prepared for the future, but also like just keep my hands in there a little bit, but like not lingering it mentally. Cause that could use up a lot of like your mental resources. Right. But it's just like kind of how you were touching on like how we're, we're soft and how everything's fried and we're like pretty much toast compared to what back before. This is something we kind of touched on in the last podcast too. It was more so like, it's the pendulum thing, right? We're weak. And I'm like, hard times are coming and I'm like that, that makes me a little nervous. That's why like I'm a little like always trying to repair things of that nature, but it's like, yeah. And that's the reason why I'm doing like a heavy push, like on social media now, like in all, like all kinds of realms too, because I'm like, if everything goes to shit, I really, really doubt social media. If anything more people are going to be on social media and that's going to create more of an audience That's going to be more security for me in the future, you know? So that's how I've been seeing that recently. But yeah, man, that it's just, it's, it's scary, though, a little bit if, if you go into, like, the depths of the darkness, you know?
1: Yeah. I guess we already started the podcast, by the way. We yeah, just, yeah, So I so, w- completely lost. Yeah, I'll get
0: into it for the viewers. I'll, I'm probably just going to trim off, like, a few minutes. But, like, I don't know. I have a good conversations with you, so I'll probably just cut off, like, a few. And then we'll just, like, start. I'll, I'll start out from somewhere, and then we'll go from there. But 100%. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, nah, yeah, but dude, I mean. Let's, let's got, get into it officially, right? Officially, yeah. Well, you have so much. Yeah. Well, you're you're... There's not many people I actually like meet that have substance that can actually go into depth with actual conversations. Cause usually a lot of people are like just talk, zero action. And then you're all you're all talk and then your action included with it. You have something to back it and then you actually have like a very developed perspective on life. Whereas other people are like, Oh, you're thinking too much into things, oh you're this and that, you're worrying too much. I'm like, back in the old times you would have been killed, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> That's yeah. me personally. That's how I see a lot of people, but yeah. So, so the interesting thing is, I, I
1: would agree with people who say you're thinking too much because I'm uh-huh. a stoic at heart. Um, you have to be pragmatic and utilitarian. Uh-huh. Operate your life so that everything is realistic. Mm. You see a problem, you solve it. If you can't solve the problem, don't think about it. Don't worry about useless things. Mm-hmm. But when you're operating at a higher level, there's going to be more things to worry about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say for everyone out there who's worried about the state of the world, the condition of the world. Um, oh, this is going to shit, we have war, climate this, finances that. Focus first on yourself. Mm -hmm. Make it so that you become the most effective human being so that you could take care of the people in your immediate vicinity. Mm -hmm. That is how you change the world. You don't change the world by going out and protesting. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with protesters like that. You don't change the world by going out, picket fences, by debating people online. You need to become the individual that represents the change you want to see.
2: Yeah. Because
1: if everyone did that, then society would change. And you misunderstand how much of an impact you have just by becoming that person. Become the person you wish to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And by proxy, everyone you interact with, you'll you'll rub off on a little bit. They'll mm-hmm. see, oh, this individual actually lived this life. It's very good, he's orderly, he takes care of his people, he's extremely kind, he's socially aware, he provides for his family and his friends and his loved ones. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna rub off on a lot of people. I don't wanna change the world by going out and protesting and professing the truth. What I wanna do is become (laughs) the individual so that I could cultivate a family and raise my children. So that eventually my children are already have a leg up, Mm. and then their children have such a leg up that they could actually go out and maybe get into politics, maybe become revolutionaries, and then they could change the world. I'm working through my generations. I'm not going out there lobbying, protesting, and bullshit like that. I'm trying to become the most superior man possible so that my children and their children can start conquering. Uh Because I believe it's my children that's going to change the world, not me. Yeah. I'm working through my generations.
0: Yeah, That's what everyone should do. You can't pour from an empty cup. You know? Um, As far as, like, your kids, that's a very interesting philosophy. And as of more recently, like, I've... You know what's funny, I've all my whole life I've only wanted to have like one or two kids and recently that's changed. I'm like, I wanna have more now too, as like a I don't know, man. I just I just want something I, I want something that, that I have to be instilled in them, you know? And one of my biggest fears is that they're gonna be like incompetent pieces of shit. And I'm just like, I don't know. That's that's just, that, like I said, I don't have to worry about that. It's something to think about, but it, it doesn't it's not never at the forefront of my mind. But uh how many kids do you plan on having yourself?
1: I've said this many times, as many as reasonable. Mm-hmm. For my current situation. So as many as per- as as is reasonable. Mm-hmm. I would love to have, honestly, 25 to 50 kids. Damn, bro. In an, in an ideal scenario. And we're talking okay. about ideal. <laughs> God. Like, it, got We're it. talking about, in my dreams, if I have everything in true abundance, yeah. then yeah. Uh, an army of children. That's the dream of every man. Every man, <clears throat> if he were to go into his dreams, would say, yes, I want as many children as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't do that because it's never practical. It's only practical for one out of a billion people. Mm-hmm. But my biological imperative is to propagate my species as much as possible. So if I could have 25, 30, 40 children, I would most definitely do that. Yeah. And that is why we strive. right? Think about this. You and me are on this platform right now trying to change our lives for the better and maybe other people's lives for the better, trying to earn more money, be Mm -hmm. more attractive, become more competent. For what? Because you want to find the right women so you could have children. Your biological imperative at the baseline is to propagate your species and have more children. That's why everything you do is directed towards that. I don't care what people say. No, I want to be this. I want to have this, that. No, everything you do is directed towards repopulating the earth. You just want women and children. Mm-hmm. If there was, if that wasn't an option for you, you wouldn't give a fuck about yourself. You wouldn't be going, dressing up nicely. You wouldn't make more money. You wouldn't want a nicer house, a nicer car. These are all signals to women. Hey, come here. I am capable enough to provide for you and protect you. I want you to come here and I want to put my children in you. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this all. And I'm trying to be more in touch with that. So that's why I want to become as financially rich as po- uh, successful as possible, mm-hmm. just so I can have as many children as possible.
0: Yeah, that's actually that's a that's a good point. I, I, I would say for me, I want to be as rich as possible, but not for them little fuckers. <laughs> I think you say I think you're probably right. You're probably right. I probably do just say that right. Now. I'm probably all cap right now, but. I definitely want to take care of myself first and foremost and i'm like i want to say the majority of my money is my money not their money that obviously comes from like a like a selfish like obviously i'll take care of them and this and that like basic necessities and this and that but i think i think keeping them frugal is going to be important down the road Are, would you consider yourself a minimalist or no yeah i i would say i think
1: i think everyone's a minimalist at heart and if it wasn't for the influence of marketing and capitalism mm-hmm. everyone would be minimalistic you have to understand before um a Cor- uh, capitalistic society came and invaded. Mm-hmm. Everyone was a minimalist. People were not only happy, but thriving, living mm-hmm. in societies where you were living off the fruit of the land. You didn't have the na- the latest designer bag or a nice car. <laughs> yeah. No, you were living off the fruit of the land.
2: Mm-hmm. When
1: Columbus invaded, he first, when Columbus first touched down into America, he wrote a letter back to France, explaining how he met the natives. And when the natives saw the boats, they came and were holding presents above their heads trying to give it to the the colonizers. Mm-hmm. And these the, uh, Columbus said that the people were perfect. They lived off the fruit of the land. They had no concept of money. It was all bartering. They had no concept of private property. Everything was shared and communal. Their women were so powerful that they gave birth in the morning and were tending to the crops in the evening. If there was any divorce happening, the woman would simply leave the clothes outside of the dwarf and the man would take them away and the divorce would happen. These people lived in true harmony with nature. They did not... Um, overindulge. They did not hunt too much. He said these people were living in paradise. Mm -hmm. They would make excellent slaves. Do you understand? Yeah. He prefaced this by saying they'd make excellent slaves.
2: That's crazy.
1: So there was a community, unperturbed by capitalist ethos, that lived naturally as God intended them to live. Mm -hmm. And then the capitalists came and fucked everything up. By manipulating them brainwashing them m- marketing to them um unnecessary needs hey you need this you need that here's a new weapon here's new this here's mm-hmm. new that this is why you need it here's a refrigerator it'll keep your food cooler but you have to work this much to pay for my refrigerator here's rifles give us your furs i want you to work for me to four months just to just to pay for this rifle. Shit like that mm-hmm. and slowly 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 the indoctrinated them with more greed and greed and then it destroyed uh, uh native american society so we are all minimalists.
0: I Marketing is just, I think it's glorified propaganda. And that's one thing I'm ver- very cautious. Whenever I see something, I'm like, I, I, I think my subconscious is a lot more powerful than you think. So if I ever see something like marketing, in my mind, I'm like, I the fuck do not want this shit. I'm just like, I'm trying to like, pen does that bitch out. I'm like, no, nah, nah, cancel it. I don't know how much it actually works, but I'm like actively aware of what I'm seeing and what I'm intaking because of how hesitant and how powerful the mind is and how sensitive it is as well.
1: Absolutely. And, um, marketing, you could replace the word marketing with the word, um, manipulation. Yeah. Right. Marketing, manipulation, sales, black magic. These are all the same things. When there's a story in Islam about how Solomon sealed black magic that the people were using. Okay. The people were using black magic taught by, um, I think it was angels. Angels tempted the people mm-hmm. as a test by God and taught them black magic. It was either angels or jinns. Forget. Please correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the people started using this black magic. And Solomon discovered it and said, okay, this is you're not supposed to do this. Please stop. They didn't stop. So we sealed this black magic. Now, people misunderstand and think the black magic is some type of curse and all this that <laughs> and the third. I don't think that at all. I think black magic is propaganda, <clears throat> subliminal oh. messagery, marketing. Convincing people to do things without them even knowing that you're convincing them. All these manipulation tactics are black magic. They hack your subconscious mind. We're using words and terminologies that will soothe you, hypnotizing them into believing that they want to do something when they truly they do not want to do it. Mm-hmm. You do not want to work nine to five jobs making money for corporations and billionaires and then going back and paying 13% tax to provide money to the government so they could go to war. But you're so disconnected with your reality that you're not even questioning this and millions and millions and millions of people are doing it, herded like sheep, saying, okay, cool. Yeah. If everyone was awake and they were not falling for the manipulation, everyone would stand up tomorrow and say, we're not doing this. This is quite ridiculous. Right? If you were to go to an alien civilization... That were just like humans and say, hey, we want you to do this. We want you to pay 13% tax, work nine to five jobs just so we, the billionaires, can make money and give us money so we can go to uh, wars with people you don't know. They would say, are you crazy? Fuck you. That's just the most ridiculous thing ever. But we've been sucked into it and manipulated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's, I- it's all the psycho. it's all the manipulation that's, that's happening from the top.
0: Yeah, and then when people try to get um, – I guess you confront people in regards to like how this them is a they fuck they're just, and then they ended up calling you crazy. And I'm like, I, I don't understand how asleep some people can just be. People are just walking zombies. And it, I think doing something like that is going to be a slow death, and by the time you realize it, you'll be living with regrets. And that's what a lot of people in retirement homes have because they were never able to live their lives because they were indebted to their employers. And that that, that and the employees that, that do not give a fuck about you too, by the way, they'll drop you in a heartbeat. They wouldn't care if you, if you die tomorrow, they would replace you in two weeks. And a lot of people, Absolutely. and a lot of people are asleep to that fact. And then, and then, and then, it, it just amazes me seeing like when, when people are like teachers' pet or just fucking employers' bitches or like the fucking work snitch. I'm like, why are you sucking their dick for the hope of making a few more senses an extra slave? Are you stupid? I, I don't know. Just shit like that amazes me, and that shit like that, seeing that like firsthand, is what makes me lose a little bit more confidence in, in humanity and how much they're just like play doh. You can just really play with them and mold them in how you really want to pretty much shape them. And that, and, and that's there's a lot of truth to that. And a lot of people don't want to accept that because they were like, no, I can stand for myself. No, I, I think for myself. And it's like, reality, you're not. You're actually saying one other thing as opposed to what you're actually doing, you know, or thinking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The system doesn't care about you.
2: Yeah.
0: It is using you and manipulating
1: you in order for you to provide for them. the The system does not give a shit about you. It doesn't care if you die. All it wants to do is use you. And who are the soldiers of the system? The soldiers of the system are the feminists. They're the NPCs yeah. who've been so manipulated and brainwashed into the ideology that has been propagated by people who do not give a shit about them, that they will now come out onto the streets and fight you. will fight you on behalf of the system. Saying you can't say this, mm-hmm. you can't challenge this type of belief. You shouldn't be doing this, that and the third, right? Oh, uh, you, free speech, it shouldn't exist. Yeah, it should exist for me, but not for you. These are all NPCs. Oh, you shouldn't wear a mask. Why not? I mean, you should wear a mask. Hey, wear your mask. Get your vaccine. Get this. Get that. Do this. They don't even question why the fuck they're saying these things. they just mm-hmm. been told from people at the top. They don't understand that the people at the top do not give a sh- single shit about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What they care about is the pesos. The masari. They care about the money. They care about the gold. And they're using... These people, these ideologues, the feminists, the postmodernists, the liberals, as soldiers to fight the frontline battles for them because they know their manipulation machine is so powerful that they could indoctrinate 1% or 2% of people and use those 1% or 2% to be so vocal that they now advocate for the system. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't respect feminism as an ideology because they don't understand who initially propagated the ideology of feminism. And why it was propagated? Feminism was propagated in order to get women into the workforce, to pay higher taxes, so that the people, the government, and the corporations can make more money. Because the more people in the workforce means more money circulating in an economy. Oh, we could work. Oh, we could go clubbing. Oh, we could dress in lingerie. Yeah, it's okay. Let's not. Um, l- l- let's destroy our feminine essence. Let's be more promiscuous, so that we don't get married. Work is more important than family values. Let's stay in the workforce. Not realizing that the only reason they're propagating this message to you is because they want you to stay in the workforce longer. They don't want you to get married. Just so you could churn more profits for the corporation. Imagine you as a woman. were really in your feminine essence. And you were like, okay, my purpose is not to work for a corporation that doesn't give a fuck about me. My purpose is to go and find a competent man to take care of me, have children at a young age, and not necessarily kill myself working. You know what would happen? The corporations would stop making money because they have less workers now. They need you. They need your cheap labor. But now, all of a sudden, you're not working. You're also not paying taxes because you're not working. And the government's making less money. And now the government can't go spend that tax money on proxy wars. They can't spend that uh, trillions of dollars on weapons manufacturing and research and development. So they need you to do this stuff.
0: Yeah, and and females working, it comes at their own expense as well. It comes at their own happiness because they're going to they're gonna sacrifice their happy happiness and that's all taken advantage of by the human thing that we all have known as pride and ego. And we touched on that, that's used to their own, to the government's advantage and to the to the female's disadvantage. Also that mentioning that as well, it's more so like the more successful you get as a woman, the less suitors you are that you'll find out there as well. And it's just like, you're playing a risky game because you're not gonna get as many opportunities as many suitors, you'll pass off people. And yeah, I mean, I think in turn, I think the most important thing you can do as a woman is just to have, have a family, you know, just just be just be indulged in that clan family type, you know, I, that's what I believe personally. And, Absolutely. and and I'm like, it's just yeah, they're just targeting the weakest, the weakest portion of society. And, you know, what's funny, you mentioned something about like women being like an empty vessel. The more you, the more I really like saw that, I'm like, damn, he's fucking sp- Bitten, bro, cuz they are like the weakest link of society. And if you can abuse that, and then you can abuse the power of groupthink as well, like the major cities, you can you can create a whole other other side of the world, uh, the whole blue side of fucking states that never existed before and that's used against us as citizens and as humans beings. And I'm just like, yeah. "Fuck, this is all fucking rigged." <laughs> I'm like, "God damn it, you know, it's just but it's, psychology is crazy, man." When
1: I say w- uh, When I hear people say things like um, women are the weakest link in society, there's true. But I want to add a caveat to that because women are the perhaps women are the weakest link in society, not because they're weak internally, but because they're very trustworthy. Yeah. Let me let me let me me start that again. Women are the weakest link in society, not because they're internally or inherently weak. They're very strong creatures. We wouldn't be anywhere without women. Yes. Women are uh, women are casualties because they're very trusting. They assume that the male authority figures in their life are there to guide them in the right direction, but in the society we're living today, it's that's not the case. That's true. They're targets right now. So women are the primary targets of marketing. When you go into um, uh, capitalistic ethos, they try to target women because women make up over seventy-five percent of the. I was going to say eighty percent. Eighty
0: percent. Yeah,
1: women uh, uh, make up eighty percent of the purchasing power. In, uh, in storefronts, so they yeah. start marketing towards women. But media is also targeted towards women, because women are more empathetic. Yeah. Women are more emotional. Uh, they're empathetic. They feel for people when they're suffering. So media will perpetuate certain notions to say that, oh, look at this person. They're suffering. This person's suffering. Let me pull out your heartstrings. We know that women are very caring and empathetic creatures, so we're going to try to manipulate them to say that, hey, this is bad. We want you to act in this way for the greater good. We want you to Work better because whatever. We want you to get the vaccine because it's better. Um, We don't want people to die. We want you to wear masks because this, that, and the third. And because women are such trusting and empathetic creatures, they say, yes, it makes sense. We're not going to question it. Why would you lie to me?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then what happens is when the women are misinformed, the men by proxy become weaker because now these misinformed women who have been the victims of the uh, 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 propaganda machine Now, the women are saying, we need men that are like this, that, and the third. We need men who are not toxic masculine, not this, not that. They don't know why they're saying this. They've been told this. They've been manipulated this. And they're saying, we need men that that are like this. And then the men, weak men, go like, okay, you're right. I'm just going to pretend to be this type of guy just so I can get with you. They're going to acquiesce their own beliefs just so they could fit the norm that the majority of women are now trying to espouse saying, I need this, that, and the third. And then the men become weaker. Yeah. I blame it all on men because if the men stood to their, stood their guns and men yeah. were actually men and confident, would say, "No, listen. I know what I'm doing is right. I know that I'm supposed to lead you, my dear. You've been misinformed. Um, please, I want to take care of you and provide for you." You uh, then, women wouldn't be struggling right now. Women are struggling to find competent partners in this mm-hmm. day and age. Women are struggling to to find someone that's willing to take care of them and provide for them. Women are struggling to get into relationships that are full of love. Where a guy's not going to go out there and do them dirty or cheat on them. Women are struggling to find someone that's on their level. Why? Because the men have downgraded themselves to act a certain way, thinking that that's what the women want. The women mm-hmm. don't want that. It's all because of the propaganda, the, mach- the machine, the media.
0: Yeah. And one of the biggest little truths that I had to swallow like in the past year, maybe, maybe two, maybe under that is that it sucks. But a lot of women don't even know what they want. They believe one thing where the actions dictate a whole other thing. And it's just like you can't really I'm telling you, bro, it's like it's if you can. it's like Plato, the human mind is like very delicate, you know, so it's like you can change it however you want. And yeah, by the time you realize it, it's just too late. Your, your, pr- your prime is gone. You've wasted so many years you're invested in. You can't live without a career that you've been dependent on now to find a suitor. You can't live that fa- ha- that, 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 little, little, that happy family life, you know? It's just uh, it's just a lot of people are gonna live with a lot of regret. And that's like my biggest thing for myself personally. I'm like, I can't change the world. I can only change myself. And I'm like, if uh, by proxy, this does help out a few people. I'll, I'll be happy personally, you know?
1: Yeah, women don't know what they want. You're right. Women don't know what they want. So what they tend to espouse are things Mm -hmm. that have been told to them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So they're told that what they should want is to work until they're 35, have kids later on in life, have fun now. They don't know where they got this idea from, Mm -hmm. but it's the media. It's media entertainment. They get this idea that they want, uh, you know, they want to work more. It's going to provide them value and, all this bullshit. It's not the case.
0: Yeah, and you had a very good point where it's like the the weaker end of the men, that that chain system that that the governments and people can take advantage of. You made a good point when you were saying that it's like if the men stood their ground, that w- that wouldn't be, but it's the fact that they gave in. Like, yes, we, we love a girl that works. Uh, we we yeah, I love that you're independent. Like, just the seems stupid. She like that in the modern days, and I'm like that. In reality, you're only reconfirming what they believe and cementing that into their brain. But reality is, you're actually just showing that you're a fucking bum and you can't take care of yourself in a sufficient way. Where you're gonna be dependent on that woman. If you're dependent on that woman, she's gonna lose respect for you, and you're not gonna be with her. It's just a cycle. It's it's a cycle that has no good in it, and it's just like it's gonna. Screw you over in the long term, you don't even know what you're doing as a guy, at least for the weaker end of guys that aren't direct that are pussies that don't stand their ground, you know. So it's just like it's just uh, yeah, man. It's just I'm just like, fuck it, hey, bro.
1: (laughs) You know. So the question goes back to how do you become a man? How do you become a man that's competent? Mm -hmm. That's worth having a, a loyal woman come and put all their trust into you. How do you become a competent man? That people want to follow and listen to. There's a few steps. Number one, you must be detached from your emotional side and be attached to your rational higher self. In order to be a rational, superior man, you must detach from your lower baser emotional self. Mm -hmm. Rationality is above emotion in terms of the hierarchy of the psyche. Every time you're acting in emotion, it means you're not acting in uh, uh, a superior state. You need to detach from your emotions, feel them, but not act as if they're anything real. Understand that it's simply a response, uh, an animalistic response to the situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Practice rationality. We like to pretend as humans that we're rational creatures, but we're not. Yeah. By, by instinct, we are animalistic, we are emotional, we respond to the moment. You need to practice rationality. The way you practice rationality is by questioning your emotions in every given situation. If someone makes you angry, if someone makes you sad, you were depressed because of something, you react emotionally in an outburst, ask yourself, why am I feeling these emotions? And you realize that the process of self-reflection will actually quell those emotions because you're utilizing rationalization while you're feeling these emotions, which actually rids you of that emotional state. Mm -hmm. Reflection is very key as a man. Stoics utilize reflection in order to overcome their emotions. To say that, okay, I have emotions, but I'm not going to let them dictate my life. I'm not going to complain. Because if I could endure it, there's no point in complaining. I'll simply endure it. If I have to do something, my emotions mean nothing in 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 the process. I will do it. My emotions are simply feedback to the moment, letting me know something about myself that I didn't know. So, if I talk with somebody and he evokes a certain emotion in me, instead of reacting, I'll ask myself, why did I feel that emotion? Why am I feeling jealous towards this individual? Why did this individual make me mad when he said that thing? Yep. Instead of reacting out of anger, you ask yourself, why did I feel that emotion? Mm-hmm. And through that process of. One second, I'm getting called.
0: Yeah, yeah, take your time, brother.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry. Let me start. Let me just, uh, yeah, yeah, feel, what feel was feel. I talking about? Rationality, right? Yeah. Through yes. the process of rationality, you will quell those emotional outbursts and you'll be able to see the world for what it truly is instead of a lens distorted by emotion.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it's funny that you say that cause I'm not like perfect myself, but like in the past where I have gotten emotional, it's, uh, it's never like in, like when I've gotten like emotional and things of that nature, or just acted out of like not rationality. Right. Um, Usually I I, for me personally, I was like I would get irritated and then or whatever However, I would act right depending on the situation and then it would take me like a few days or like a week And then I would reflect and then I would let it click and then that that helped push me in the right direction Why was I jealous because he because I didn't have this car Okay, so be a better man be a be, be better financially go for the car go get for go for your goals the more goals you'll get are are you accomplished, the more competent you'll be. And then that, that drives confidence. And then I don't know, you you can just keep going from that. You know, it's a whole cycle, I believe. Absolutely.
1: And the reason why it it fixed for you is because you started implementing rationality. Yeah. So if you feel, if you feel like you are being pulled by your emotions, that your emotions have a hold of you and you're too emotional, what you need to start practicing is active rationality. Mm -hmm. Emotions, acting emotional is you being closer to your animalistic baser instincts.
2: Yeah.
1: Having emotions is is, having emotions is not bad. It's not bad.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Acting out of emotions is bad. So what you don't want to do is respond to your emotions impulsively. Right. A lot of women tend to be like this. They find themselves. Oh shit. I get too emotional too quickly and I say things I don't, I, I shouldn't say. Men are like this too, but their, their go to emotion is usually anger frustration school and men tend to school shooter and men tend to be more emotional than women women are in fact i believe that women have a healthier relationship with their emotions than men when we say things like oh women are more emotional than men that's not true absolutely not true women lead their life in harmony with their emotions more they accept their emotions more men bottle them up and they let them store inside their heart until one day they fucking explode yeah And men are just as emotional we just have different emotions so the key to orienting your life in a, in a purposeful way is to practice rationality by guiding and directing your emotions, by not letting them cloud your judgment, actively asking and reflecting, saying, why did I feel this? Why did I feel this emotion? Why am I feeling this way? Okay, I understand this is my emotion and these
0: are my biases. Is, is, it, is it good to bottle your emotions? Or what, what's a healthier way of outing it? I For me personally, I, I, I do gym. I know you do boxing, right? Does that help out?
1: You see, uh, it's, it's not good to bottle your emotions. Yeah. All right? But it's also not good to let your emotions out. Mm-hmm. We have this whole thing wrong. We think that if we don't let the emotions out, we'll bottle them inside. There's people who say, oh, let the poison out. Let the poison out. No, don't let the poison out. But don't let it poison you too. You have have to have mastery over your emotions there are healthy outputs of emotions where for example physical stress when you stress your body physically in terms of lifting weights participating in a physical exercise will allow you to alleviate some of that um, pent-up aggression and stress Mm -hmm. reflecting journaling writing will also allow you to uh, release some of that psychological stress okay what you need to do is find healthy uh, outputs to express your emotional self because you don't want to let it bottle up. You want to have a healthy relationship with your, with your stress. So of course, don't be walking around holding pent up anger. Mm -hmm. Let it go nice and smoothly through your uh, healthy outputs. A lot of people have arts and crafts, hobbies, things that they do outside of their purpose that allow them to release that pent up aggression, emotional side and all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's something that, like, men need more of an emphasis on in particular, just because, yeah, because you're right, men men do lash out. Uh, and, like, it, I've, I've realized that, like, through social media, like, it's just little things in particular that I've done, like, the biggest hate I've ever gotten is, like, just guys, like, fucking lashing out on me, like, crazy, like, thousands of comments. And I'm like, oh, I was like, men are actually way more in, like, it's, it, it's, it's more insecure because as a man, you want to be competent. And if you derive that that um that incompetence that 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 state of anger just comes out at you directly so it, yeah. it's, it's something interesting and i'm like women can handle jokes a lot more better about themselves because they're used to it and because you said like they have a healthy outlet they they like, they uh they do whatever they have to do right but as a guy yeah we just ball it and it's like if you have that trigger point then it's just like shit but yeah um i wanted to ask you this in particular too this is like not even a crazy important question but yeah you nay on the gym like weightlifting and shit I I I like it. I asked because I know you're very healthy, like you're very important on it. But I'm just curious why you haven't like done that. But I'm like I feel like you have strong points on this. I'm like I want to get that out of you. All right. I think (laughs) bodybuilding
1: is. I think bodybuilding is the uh, is sport for homosexual men. (laughs) Bodybuilding is for homosexual men that like to look at other men's body and compliment other men. Bodybuilders never... There's not one bodybuilder on the planet that gets women. They don't get pussy. <laughs> all they like to do is flex in front of the gym and sh- ask their boys, Hey, how's my glutes look? It's very <laughs> faggoty behavior. And I've said this before and everyone got mad at me, but now you- all the top bodybuilders in the fitness industry have all come out of the closet. <laughs> They've all come out of the closet. What's that guy Noel? What's that guy... I, is- I, I, I know who you're talking about. I forget.
0: I know who you're talking about. And this
1: is a, this is an open secret, by the way. The bodybuilding community doesn't want to accept this. There's a lot of gay for pay in the bodybuilding community. <laughs> bodybuilding at the lower st- tier doesn't have money. But if you guys want to dedicate their life, it costs a lot of money to go to the gym, eat healthy. So what they opt to do is do gay for pay, which means that there's be gay people that are so horny that they want to see these muscular guys flex in, sending the pictures. And these motherfuckers start sending pictures and charging for them. They start charging for pictures. They send pictures. They, hey, send me money, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. They do gay for pay. A lot of the big... <laughs> bodybuilding influencers right now have done gay for pay and some of them are bisexual larry wheels has done gay for pay some of the big um, i don't even have to say it i always saw it and i'm like these fuckers who make it their identity have nothing going on they're depressed they're losers um but make no mistake going to the gym is a very healthy thing you need to go to the gym go to the gym to become to look better Mm -hmm. to become stronger to become more competent Go to the boxing gym to learn how to fight, mm-hmm. but when you make it your identity, it's the com- it, it, you're compensating for something that you don't have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every time I talk to people at the gym, they either a don't have any social skills. Yeah, they're extremely awkward. No social skills. They, they can't do shit. Facts. Um, um, they're losers. Have no life. All they do is socialize with other guys in the gym. Mm-hmm. And True. They're just sitting there. Compliment. Hey, bro, you look Jack today, man. You're so cool. I want to be like you, bro. You said, they're beta males with big muscles <laughs> that's true the gym is full of beta males with big muscles the guys with the biggest muscles in the gym are the biggest fucking beta males this is not a hate to beta males i love beta males yeah if it weren't for beta males there'd be no alpha males <laughs> but yeah what you need to do is not cultivate more muscles because you weigh 250 pounds with more muscles uh-huh. what you need to do is become a well-rounded individual take more responsibility take yeah. risks don't hide behind the weights right? Start learning how to speak better, Mm -hmm. right? Become more social, more competent. Start learning how to uh, interact with the opposite sex constantly. Mm -hmm. Develop some hobbies outside of the fucking gym. Mm -hmm. Go out and do shit, right? It's important to be healthy, Mm -hmm. but health doesn't necessarily just mean the physical body. It also means being healthy mentally and socially as well. And a lot of people go to the gym and really get sucked in and die in the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Be careful of that. Yeah. But that being said, I still go to the gym every day.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I. I just figured you'd. Ha- I figured you have something like that. I don't know why, but uh, that's fucking hilarious. First and foremost, I fucking love that rat. Uh, but I do agree with you on a lot of points. That's all they have. They don't. They can't really speak. They they get nervous. They shy up. They tense up. They walk like they're fucking Doritos, fucking with just like uh, zero leg strength. That's a lot of the guys over there, you know. Uh, and one thing I realized too, in particular, like just seeing people, it's like, that's all like their life. Like that, that is it. Um, I don't know how about the, all the gay stuff, but that's comedy to me. So I do not give a fuck. I just think, I think if you can laugh it off as an actual bodybuilder or anything like that, people that actually genuinely reveals your insecurity. And that's where your downfall is personally as a person. So that's always my Absolutely. thing. If you get insecurity, I mean, that's, that's probably true to that to some extent. But m-
1: make no mistake. This is not to say don't go to the, the gym. I would yeah. recommend every single man, in here, if anyone that's watching, I'd say go to the gym five times a week. Yeah. All I'm saying is do not make it your identity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I feel bad because a lot of... The gym has saved a lot of people from depression. I think me, A lot I of people me, from depression, yeah. from killing yourself. It's one of the most healthiest forms of exercise. But just like anything else, once you fucking turn an activity that's supposed to better your life into an ideology, it'll suck you into it it'll fucking turn you into a dweeb. You start cutting up broccoli like Andrew Tate says. You start fucking meal prepping. You'll start posing pictures in your underwear. You start doing weird shit. Like that's not the way to go guys. You yeah. know? Yeah. No one gives a fuck if you're if you're posing cuz you you're doing a lat spread and your triceps
0: are like this and seven yeah. guys are compliment you on your physique. Yeah. Um be be well-rounded people exactly Uh, that that's extremely important being well-rounded and that's like that that takes up their whole life and they have nothing else going for them because of that and then they use that as a as a comp for everything else, where they're lacking in life, and it's like that's not what you want to be. Someone said this, I forget who it is, but you you don't want to be a ten in one thing. You want to be a, a seven, eight, and nine, or in a bunch of categories. If you can yeah. do that, if you 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 will cover so much more base grounds. You will be so much better in the eyes of other people, and to people that you want to attract, and just an overall person. You know, I think it's extremely important. Um, I want to ask you a one, jack. Oh, go go. On. A jack of
1: a jack of all trades is a master of none but still better than master of one. I haven't heard that one. I like that. That's the real quote. The real quote isn't just a jack of all trades, master of none. It goes like a jack of all trades is a master of none. Uh, Sorry. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but still better than master of one. So what you need to focus on is not being a master at one sport. It's being a master or as, as masterful as at, at many, many, many endeavors. Look mm-hmm. at all the great scientists that have created new branches of science. You think they were only good at one thing? No. The most competent people that have created new fields of study were very, very well-versed in everything. Right? Yeah. Look at Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci knew about everything. Every branch of science. He was a fucking art, artist, architecture. He knew about philosophy, medicine. He was very, very well-versed in every field of science.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You must be, as a man, competent in everything, right? I'm not saying master it. You won't become a world champion in 10 endeavors, but it's better to be fucking super competent at your words, be a physical specimen, make a lot of money, be charismatic, be funny. And all these things take work. So work on all these things and not just one. You do one, you think it's going to take you somewhere. It's not going to take you fucking nowhere.
0: I like that. I think, th- I think there's a lot of truth to that. So I have, I have one more funny question and then I have like maybe three or four or five serious ones. So I'll start off with the funny one. Cause I feel like if I went to serious and then comedy, I would just look stupid. But have you made Jenna Ortega your third wife yet? <laughs>
1: um. So once again, I don't like talking in public about my wives. If someone would talk about my wife in public, I would slit their throat with my knife. That's hanging on the wall. I sincerely so, apologize. Jenna, I did not know that. Yeah so jenna ortega is um at home she's downstairs she's <laughs> cooking me some some mansaf and some cobbly palau with mantu right um she has her hijab on um but yeah i don't appreciate you talking about my wife please keep her name i keep my her name out your mouth never mention her again
0: i sincerely right? apologize sir
1: i got the, i got the nunchucks here bro the Trust nunchucks me, i will I, I will smoke you in a heartbeat if
0: you talk about my wives. I believe you because I would not put up a fight. (laughs) Not to you. Um, Okay, so let's get to the serious question. Um, So you've marked yourself like as a revolutionary. Um, And you've specified this before as well. Most revolutionaries get killed down the road. Do you think that you're going to fall down that road? Or what do you think of that? And if you don't want to talk about it because I know like sometimes you don't want to like reveal too much. But uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Everyone dies. Yes. We like to walk this earth, we we like to walk this earth as if we're immortal, mm-hmm. but everyone dies eventually. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I just want to be able to choose the path that's worth dying for, and I think there is no path greater than fighting for the freedom of the people who are oppressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if I could just contribute that in some small way, I would love to do that. Anybody right now. Who is professing about the freedom of Palestine? Who who speaks out against the war in Syria, right? African colonization, um, the destruction of countries like Libya, Cuba, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. You're you're all revolutionaries. The people who fought for uh, black rights during the era of Martin Luther King, the Black Panthers. These were all revolutionaries. And if you agree with them and you speak out against these atrocities that have been perpetuated against different countries, different races, different ideologies, different religions, you are a revolutionary. And if you were to die in the process of fighting for the rights of the people who are oppressed, that is the best way to die. You'll be, you'll die as a martyr. In Islam, the one who is guaranteed heaven is the one who has died a martyr. And I see no problem dying as a martyr. What am I going to die 10 years, 20 years, 30 years earlier than my life expectancy? We're all going to die. This life mm. is vaporous. It's instantaneous. People die in a fucking blip. Time goes by so fast, it means nothing. So what matters is not extending my life. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. That is the agenda of the elite that want to control the world. They want to live forever. They've invested in a genomic technology, biohacking, longevity science, just so they can live longer and longer and longer. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that guy's name? I think it was Bill Gates or one of the fucking billionaires that started a research firm to look into extending the life of humans. They predict by 2040 to 2050, we could extend human life to 150 years old. I'm not interested in extending my life. Life is long. Mm -hmm. I want to choose. I want to choose the path that I could take. Let me start over. I want to choose how I'm able to die and I want to die on a path that's worthy. I see no other path worth dying for other than fighting for the people that are oppressed. I myself I'm from a culture that's been oppressed
0: for decades
2: mm-hmm.
0: so so what
1: else can you possibly hope
0: for? Uh, yeah, I, i've I've come to that conclusion that I'm like, uh, me personally, I'm like, uh, most people that don't align with the truth or just too much cowards. I wouldn't align them with myself in my own life.. Um, and that if something were to go down the road, like let's say things were to take off a little bit more and things of that nature. Uh, and if I, w- I, I mean, I would, I, I pretty much vow to myself to just always be honest. And I'm like, if that happens to be at the cost of death, hey, I'm, I'm willing to take that. Um, I just think, yeah, I, I've come to that conclusion. I kind of, I, I kind of would I've already accepted that a little bit, you know. If you want to change the world,
1: if you're a young man who wants to change the world, here's how you do it. Number one, you have to learn how to speak better. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Articulate yourself in a powerful way so that people listen to your words. You are nothing if you're not able to convince the person next to you of your ideas. If you're not able to explain the things that are inside your head. Mm -hmm. You have grand visions. The way you see the world is very unique. But if you're not able to profess that uniqueness of the way that you see the world, then it means nothing. Mm -hmm. So you need to learn how to speak better, articulate yourself, strengthen your vernacular, become a linguist, study the human language. Number two be self sufficient so others can depend on you. you must be able to bear, uh, uh, you must be able to bear greater responsibilities on your shoulders. The goal is not to remove responsibilities. The goal is to make your shoulders stronger so you can bear more responsibilities so that eventually you could take your own responsibilities and then the responsibilities of your parents and the responsibilities of your siblings responsibilities of your wife and your children, and then you slowly expand okay now i 'm going to start caring about the uh, The responsibilities of my community. I'm going to start caring about the responsibilities of my nation and then caring about the responsibilities of the world. It's a slow hierarchy. That's how society developed in the first place. Society didn't develop, hey, I want to make a society for 10 million people. No, it started from a small family, expanded into a village, into a city, into a country, and then we're now into globalization. Yeah. So number one is to increase your speaking skills by learning how to speak. Become a competent individual so that you could bear more responsibility for yourself and the people around you. And then when you have your house in order, that is when you could go about thinking about like changing the world, but you being a better man is already changing the world.
0: When, um, when I want to, I wanted to backpedal just a little bit. When, when did you accept that you younger, that like you were going to go down this route? because obviously I don't think you were like born with it or maybe maybe you were born with a shit you're Orlando King out here but I mean there had to have been a time where you were like you accept you're going to go down this route and you're going to stay true to your word as a man
2: I
1: I always had an intuition since since I was a conscious breathing human being I had this intuition that I was going to do things my way mm-hmm. I saw the world for what it was because I grew up in poverty I would open the fridge before school. My parents weren't home, they were working, and there would be nothing to eat. So I would link up with my boys on the way to school, figuring out how to make five bucks before lunchtime so we could just buy some food to eat. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I was always curious about everything. It was never selfish. If I had 10 bucks in my pocket, I would split it with, with my friends so we could both eat. I was reading all the time. I was curious. And I realized through the process of school that they didn't want me curious. I was always questioning. We're supposed to learn, aren't we? And I have these questions. I'm asking the teacher. What about this? Hey, what about this? And they didn't want me doing that. They wanted me to stick to the script. Mm. And always confused me. So I kind of bisected myself from that route. And then I saw the, the strange path that the world has taken, the cruelties and the injustices, and it boggled my mind. Because I'm like, okay, it's strange that this is happening. Why does no one else care about this? Why is it that when I bring it up in the institutions that are supposed to cultivate my knowledge, Mm -hmm. why do they always reject it? And I realize it's because we've been pressured from the top to not even think about these things, to stay in ignorance. Our natural intuition is to stand up for the victims. And I've done that since I was a child. I realized that my life is going to be painted in this manner, that I will continuously speaking out for freedom of speech, for oppression, right? For Mm -hmm. revolution and anti-establishment. I've, do, I've been doing it since I was a child. Whether it was my school system, whether it was a workforce, whether it was my friends getting bullied, mm-hmm. whether it was about great uh, uh, like uh, you know things that are happening in the global sense where I speak my, my truth, or whether it's now when I try to articulate injustices in the world against the platforms that try to ban me.
0: Let's, let's you, have to,
1: you have to follow your intuition. You have an intuition that you have a purpose in this world. I believe God has put his fingerprint on you. And that fingerprint is unique to you. You have a specific purpose in the world. So do I. We need to go back to our childhood, take that inner child and ask him, what is it that you were meant to do? And then listen to that and follow that.
0: I think that's extremely important. And I think one of the best things I ever did um, as like a child, I want to say like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range, was pretty much to stay... Uh, I realize how corrupt and how people will selfishly give up their morals for a quick dollar or things of that nature. I've seen that and I saw that as a kid, and I and I always vowed to like keep that like internally. I was like, do not lose touch of who you are, do not lose tie. And that's one of like the biggest blessings I think I've ever had because I just did that internally in my own mind, and it's just like and that and I've kept that that I kept that fire alive within me, and I and I and I've gotten to see the cold ends of the world. Uh, and not uh, in 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 terms of my own reality, right? Because I know there's much further ones down the road, but uh, that that's one of the biggest things. And as far as like for me in particular, as far as when I realized that like everything was a system was when uh, I questioned like my second grade or third grade teacher or something like that. That I was like, when she said inflation is good, I was like, w- what? What do you mean we're losing like more like cost of our purchasing power? And then she like she was like pushing me away from like asking questions. I was like, what? doesn't seem right. Just little things like that, you know? I, like, I've always, like, just been like, what the fuck? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was just venting a little bit, but... No,
1: absolutely. Um, if you just listen to your intuition, mm-hmm. it'll, I believe, guide you towards the right path. I am a spiritual person. I I believe in mystic concepts alongside science. And your rational self and your intuitive self if you merge those two things, I believe that you will attain enlightenment. You will be in touch with a higher version of yourself and it will allow you to maneuver through the world very effectively.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Imagine you were extremely rational. We're not bogged down by the cloud of your emotions, but you're also intuitive. You know, deep in your heart, the right path to take. You listen to your uh, intuition. That's the ultimate man, a man or a woman who's rational and intuitive. This is, the, this is what you need to aim to do. This is the only way to free yourself from the from the shackles of the dominance hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the dominance hierarchy, for example. We all exist within a dominance hierarchy mm-hmm. and a set of dominance hierarchies within that dominance hierarchy. The greatest figures in history, the revered figures like the D.T. Horus, uh, Jesus Christ, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, all these revered figures in history The reason they were so revered is because they escaped the shackles of the dominance hierarchies. You cannot place them within any uh, economic standard, with any class. They escaped the dominance hierarchy. You cannot grade them, you cannot say he's first class, low class, poor, rich, he's successful, whatever. No, they escaped the dominance hierarchy. The function of religion and spirituality, the function of it is to allow you the road to escape the dominance hierarchy. Horus, for example, the DT Horus, or like, you know, the eye, the all-seeing eye that the Illuminati uses in Egyptian mythology. The god Horus, according to the mythology, floats above the triangle, the pyramid, because the triangle is the hierarchy. And you see the the eye floating above it indicates that Horus escaped all dominance hierarchy and floats above it, as if to say nothing of these earthly uh, uh, tethers shackles him. Escape your earthly tether right? Enter the void.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, That's what all these religious figures did. Your aim now should be to follow in the footsteps of these religious figures. Buddha gained enlightenment. Everyone's used different words to explain this concept. I believe the whole function of religion was to mimic this. It gives you a set of rules to follow so that you don't get bogged down by earthly pleasures. This world means nothing. Deen over dunya. That's what uh, Muslims say. Forget the, the earthly shackles. There is something waiting for you beyond. Your purpose is greater. Your essence is higher. The dominance hierarchy intends to shackle you. So that's why every time these individuals uh, attempted to speak out, profess truth that goes against the dominance hierarchy, they all lived terrible lives. The prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was persecuted until the day he died. Jesus Christ was uh, uh, crucified, right? Hmm. All, all these figures were were, were brutally beaten, the public was against them. They're outspoken yet their message reverberated with the oppressed folk. Because when you try to speak out against a dominance hierarchy, dominance hierarchy will suppress you. You see it now today with people like Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, Andrew Tate, or in the past with Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Muammar Gaddafi, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara. These people spoke out against the institution, the current system, the dominance hierarchy. They tried to Allocate power to the people. Educate them about current corruption. And what happened? Look at every single one of those individuals. They've all been either killed, excommunicated, deported, sent to prison, or is cancelled and silenced. You cannot speak out against the system because it threatens the system. The mob will come and attack you.
0: Speaking of the mob... That's what... Uh, My apologies. Uh, Speaking of the mob mob, uh, attacking, do you think do you think there's a possibility do you think what are the odds you think that andrew tate will be killed i don't know anymore i don't even know if they'll kill him or not because i think we've gone down this conspiracy route that we'll pretty much already know that it was an inside job for lack of a better word
1: andrew tate's uh, detainment was clearly a political move to silence somebody who is trying to profess the truth to very impressionable young men obviously he has the influence to convince these children In a way that i think no one else on the planet earth has that level of influence so obviously if he starts talking about the imf if he starts saying things like you need to take power into your own hands be accomplished don't be dependent take more responsibility they will obviously throw him in jail and try to cancel him shut him up in any way Mm -hmm. and the probability that he gets killed i don't want to speak about a very uh, a situation that you know results in something that bad yeah but I think if we look at history, and unfortunately, is, I don't like saying this, but it looks like an eventuality. And the individual in yeah. question even said it himself. He says, you have three strikes, which is absolutely true. First, they'll try to cancel you, then they'll try to throw you in prison. And once you're done with that, they'll try to kill you if they can't stop you. But the question is, is this a path worth dying for? And I think the answer is yes, because we all have to die for something. We either we have to d- die in the process of surviving and trying to live as long as possible and then we die in a hospital bed because we tried to preserve our life for so long or we die on the front lines in the process of fighting for what we truly believe. And I can think of no better way for someone to die than to die as a martyr. God is pleased with martyrs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifts the martyrs in our belief with uh, with uh, you know hmm. heaven. And so you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to die for? It's not, am I willing to die? Cause you will die. Mm-hmm. It's what am I willing to die for? That's when your purpose overtakes your life. Your purpose is more important than your life right now. That's why we could convince millions of people to go to war to defend the country because soldiers believe that the safety of the people they love is more valuable than their own life.
0: Yeah. I, I, even, yeah, speaking of, like, kind of, like, throwing it back to, like, uh, certain consciousnesses that, that I've realized and I've woken up, I, I've always been very, like, cautious. Like, I, I, I always knew from the very top up that people that were willing to sacrifice their life for their families were always just pawns, and I never wanted to take that out. You know what? It's funny. As soon as I got my Selective Service Act to... Enroll in the military, so in case something happened, I burned that shit. I was like, I was 18, I was like, fuck no, I'm not gonna die for something that's not, that's clearly a fucking lie. That they're clearly, even us, me being a U.S. resident, they're clearly the bad guys for the most part. Uh, I mean, that's what I believe. I mean, fucking God knows, truly, you know. No, but, absolutely. I, yeah. We're the Galactic Empire, right? Yeah, Guess pretty well, much. Yeah. We're the, everyone else is the rebels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. So, it, you know it, what I mean? It, it just makes me hesitant. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope that doesn't happen for, for Andrew. But um, one of the last questions I want to ask you as well is for people that are trying to make their voice heard and amplify the truths of this reality, how would you advise they to maneuver around the matrix, for lack of a better word?
1: If you, to, if you want to profess the truth and make your voice heard, you need to learn how to speak better. This is the one and only way to do it. If you become a greater communicator, people will start to listen to you. And you can increase your charisma and your speaking skills. It is a skill that you can cultivate. Mm -hmm. I was not always such a good speaker. I worked tirelessly to make myself a more uh, proficient orator um, and strengthen my vernacular. Mm -hmm. I am teaching people on my account right now how to become better speakers. I'm also doing one-on-one coaching. So if anyone wants one-on-one coaching on how to improve their speaking skills, I'm offering that so they can contact me. But your key to this world is your tongue. A silver tongue will open the gates of Zion, right? It's It's the road to Zion, it's the gates to heaven. It'll unlock the world. And if you know how to communicate, you'll be able to start wars, right? Create cults, form vast harems of beautiful women, Convince people to do what you want to do espouse the truth get out of speeding tickets It all depends on the intention. So I'm here to give you the weapon. I'm not here to tell you how to use it Mm -hmm. I hope that people use it for the greater good But if you want to espouse the truth become a better communicator learn how to speak learn how to write learn how to convince And learn how to listen
0: Yeah, everything everything that's that's made impactful change in the world has happened just with the word. Wars have been started with that alone. Uh, And it's very important how you use it personally. Um, But yeah, man, I think that's pretty much all I have for for right now. Is there anything else you want to... Any last words? Anything else you want to say for the podcast?
1: Last words. I just hope that everyone um, works on themselves to the degree that will allow them to escape the confines of the system. And I truly believe that... One of the best ways to do that is to increase your vocabulary and your speaking skills because it'll allow you to traverse the the ladder of, of the workforce. You could climb the ladder. It'll allow you to convince people of things that you want to convince them of. It'll attract beautiful women or capable men. Mm -hmm. It'll make it so that people listen to you and you'll be able to explain the beautiful perspective that you have on the world, the unique way that you see things. It'll allow you to explain that to other people so that you stand out. You make yourself someone that's valuable, someone that has an interesting perspective. You could use your vocabulary in positive ways to so learn how to speak people.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're right. We we all have a very unique perspective and if you, you can actually enunciate that in a certain way to the world. I think I think we'll move a lot more faster in, in regards to like this reality. Uh, thank you so much, brother. I, I really appreciate you having you on. You're one of the few people I can have actual in-length in, le- in length discussions with. with um, and for your Instagram, just Orlando King, right? Orlando.king. My TikTok is Orlando
1: King. I'm going to start posting on Rumble and YouTube. Yes. Orlando King everywhere. And um, yeah, bro. Awesome, I brother. hope to see you guys a lot more.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I feel I have a strong feeling I'll be in Canada soon, so we'll, we'll do this in person soon, brother. For sure. All right. Peace, brother. Thanks, man. Huh? Peace.
2: Yo- now, baby.